We are in the 10th and final parak in Parak HaGezel Umaychel. We're going to pick up from Omar Rava. We'll go back just a couple lines. There's a few Omar Ravas. Uh, we'll pick up from Omar Rava Man Demishtakach Bebeidori. Now let's count how many lines we are at. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines from the bottom of 113b, Kufi Gimel base. Nine lines from the bottom. Omarava, here we go. We're now going to go through a whole uh, a, a list of rulings that, uh, that Rava gave us. All right, here we go. Another uh, fascinating doc. We're going to cover a uh, uh, number of topics. Okay, if somebody is left on the threshing floor and the tax collectors come by, he lays out the money to pay taxes and everybody else will pay it back. But that's only true when they're partners. If it's a sharecropper, then he only has to pay what he gets as a sharecropper. Now, sharecroppers were not owners. They worked the land, they took care of the land, they would take a percentage of, of, the, uh, of the produce. And uh, therefore, if you have a, somebody on the threshing floor and the other, somebody else responsible in taxes is a sharecropper, a, a sharecropper guy will, is not allowed to take taxes for other people and a, somebody who is an owner is not allowed to include the sharecropper in taxes. He doesn't have that property tax. He doesn't own any land. Vyomarava, Rav also tells us, Bar Mosa, a member of a city, Ambar Mosa me Abit. He could take property for another member of that Masa, another member of the town. Okay. Now, what happened was like this. Sometimes these tax collectors will go around and they'll knock on somebody's door and, um, and uh, demand taxes. And then what if the neighbor's uh, out of town? Um, so I'm the only partner in my land. He's the only partner in his land. We're, we're just neighbors. We're not really, uh, uh, we're not really partners. And uh, in such a case where you're laying out the money, you could take a... Uh, deposit it's uh, some poor, uh, some sort of, of some form of security, but nothing more than that. You can't like lay out his taxes for him, and you can't demand that to be laid out either. Again, they're neighbors; you're not partners. And this is only true with Arnona, with his taxes on the land. But what about previous tax of taxes from previous years on land? Since it's already been taken care of, it's been taken care of, and um, you, you can't take a pledge from one neighbor at all for his neighbor's land. Rava, and Rava says, Hani dari If people will, will, you know, we'll call them uh, lawn guys. These lawn guys will go around and they would take care of people's fields inside of the tchum, inside of the boundaries of the city. Aser likach mayhem. You're not allowed to purchase anything from them. Rashi explains here we're dealing with animals. You can't purchase animals from these lawn, uh, lawn guides. My time, well, why not? 
Mishum de mi'arva chivasa de mosa, because the animals of the city are mixed bahadayu together with their own animals. Okay, now because they're inside the tchum, so now the, the way that they would take care of people's lawns. Um, is they would have animals uh, create excrement, and then they would use that excrement for fertilizer. Now, um, they would keep these animals together until enough fertilizer, uh, enough excrement came together in order to make the, uh, the fertilizer. Now, if you purchase animals from them, they, were round, they would always round up people's animals to collect the fertilizer. So you might be taking, if you buy an animal, see, if you buy the fertilizer, it's not a problem because the owner was miyayish on it. But they might be, uh, you know, having other animals join into their pen or into their corral. They're not really there, so you're not allowed to buy the animals. But if they would do this, you know, uh, round up all the animals outside of city limits, then it is permitted to take, um, uh, permitted to buy Animals from them. I maybe somebody else's animal went in there. Okay, that's not normal. Most people keep their animals inside the town. So if there's an animal outside the town, it must be their own. Amar Ravina. Ravina explains. What if you you see that there are people who are claiming ownership to the animals that are outside the town? Then even then, it's going to be a problem. Machris Rava Ravuna. Rava. And some say Ravuna announced the silken la'ila udinasayin litosa that if anybody is going from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael or Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, you guys were making an announcement. Hi Bar Yisrael, the Yoda Sadusa Lakusi. If any Jew knows testimony, you're a witness about a way uh, something that's helpful to a kusi. The light tivu minei. And you don't testify, and you go and testify against another Yid, we're going to put you into Kherim. Now, this halacha is a very important halacha, and we're dealing with a case where um, by not showing up, you're going to cause a Jew to suffer. Uh, to suffer a loss. Now, this wouldn't have been this Jew wouldn't have suffered the loss if it would have been kept. In a Jewish court. Okay. So the Gemara says that again. You have two people. And um, uh, one, one's a Yid. One's a Kusi. Or you have two people who are Jews. You're responsible to go ahead and testify on, on their behalf. And get involved in, the, in a Jewish court. And if it's not a Jewish court. At least show up and testify. On behalf of the Yid. My taima. Because they in court, whoever the whoever is overseeing the court, the judge of the court is going to remove money. They don't need two witnesses. They even move money where there's a, a single witness. If you, and therefore, if you don't show up, or you do show up to testify against another Jew, you're going to cause him to take a loss in court. So you have a kusi versus versus Jew in a gayish court. You're obligated to show up. They don't need two witnesses. Uh, to be effective in a court. Hence, you're going to cause the Jew to lose money. This is when you're the only witness, but if you have two witnesses, then we don't put you into Khirim. Okay? If we don't put you into Khirim, why? Because you're not directly causing the Jew to lose money. There's somebody else who's testifying. This is only true 
It will put you into Kherim if you don't testify on behalf of a Jew where it's not by a Magista. What's a Magista? So Rashi says that the courts are not high-level courts. We call them low-level courts. Low-level courts don't have the same experience and therefore they don't always get the case right. But let's say this is a Beidavar, this is a court of the country. Um, they work similar to a Bezdin, and that when a one witness shows up, they don't remove money based upon one witness, they only uh, will obligate an oath based upon one witness. Now that is the same as a Jewish court. That would be the same thing as a Jewish court. And therefore, if you don't show up, you're not directly causing a loss to a Jew. You're just going to cause a lack of a shvua, a lack of an oath. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Ki avina Rav Huna, when we were in the yeshiva of Rav Huna, Iboylan, we asked a question searching for information. Adam Chashuv, what if you have somebody who's Adam Chashuv? So in the usual court, the upper courts, they didn't rely on a single witness. You needed two witnesses. What did a single witness do? It accomplished an oath. Now, what if you have somebody who's so trustworthy to these courts that even as a single witness, they're going to listen to him? So usually they will, what they will do is remove money based on this one trustworthy guy. And therefore, he should not, uh, this one guy should not testify. Let's say you're, you're a Jew who's very well respected in these courts and they're going to listen to you well, then you might have a problem testifying because if you're going to cause a Jew to lose money, even if, upon the testimony of one, because they trust you tremendously. Maybe you got to show up. Yeah, if you don't show up, they know all about you and they're going to hear you're a witness. So which one is the priority over here? How do we, how do we, uh, how do we prioritize your responsibility to show up and testify? Says Gemara Teku. The question stands, Tishbi Yataritz, Kushius Vi Abayas. And we're going to have to wait for that question to be answered. Omar Ravashi. Ravashi says, Hi Bar Yisrael, the Zovin Le Aralev Gechov. If you have a Jew who sells land to a non Jew, a Mitzra de Bal Yisrael Chavre, on the bordering or neighboring his Jewish friend's land, Mishamtina Le, we put him into Cherim. Okay? Incredible. Again, I sell land that um, I sell land to a non-Jew, and it neighbors my Jewish friend's field, I'm put into here. My time, why? What's the problem? You're going to say that the law of Bar Mitzvah, now the law of Bar Mitzvah is a beautiful halacha, which is that if somebody sells their field, they have to give first dibs to the neighboring fields. Because it's, why not help the, your, your neighbor expand his land? If he's willing to pay the same thing as somebody else, they're going great. It's easier for somebody to have a larger piece of land than somebody to come and start moving in. So it's like a Zen and a Zelechas. Or the other way it says, no, show up. Show, show up for, your, for your, uh, your neighbor and follow through. So if the reason is the Yibar you've got to give your Jewish neighbor first dibs, but the Tana taught If you buy yourself from there's no halacha of Dino Debar Mitzvah. Okay? It's only by a Yid. Rather, we say to the seller, 
The reason why the, the, you're not allowed to sell it, or I mean, you could sell, but put you in the cherem for selling to a avodas kachavim next to a yid is that the yid could say, "Listen, you put an ari, you put a lion at the entrance of my field." Okay, now why? Why did you put a lion there? So the, the mafarshim here explain that. Goyim, there's certain halachas about neighboring fields and how close you're allowed to plant, and it's different than civil law. And sometimes the civil law allows a neighboring field to plant closer in a way where it's going to force halachically the Jewish neighbor to now refrain from planting on certain parts of his border. And when you have a, a neighbor that's not a halachic neighbor, you're asking for more problems. And therefore, one should not sell your land that's neighboring another yid to in avaydas kachavim says the Gemara, meshamtin um, alei. So we put him in cherim. Ah, the kabul alei kol einsa the asi mechamasei. Until he says, I am accepting myself all responsibility for any issues that might come out with the gayish neighbor with the avaydas kachavim neighbor. If the yid accepts, if the selling yid accepts responsibility for all the issues, then we'll take him out of cherim. But otherwise. It's not proper to uh, it's not proper to uh, place your Jewish neighbor who owns the, owns the land next to you in uh, call it harm's way or to have the uh, to be underhanded now and have uh, have potential issues uh, dealing halachically with a idolatrous neighbor. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. If taxes collect somebody's donkey and they give him a different donkey. Okay, so somebody comes, he says, hey, dude, you got to give your donkey to Texas. And the guy's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? But I'm not going to have a donkey. So the tax collector is a nice guy. He says, listen, I got to take this good one. I'll give you back a shvacha one. I'll give you back an old one. Not to list them as or if bandits took his coat and gave him back a weaker one. You can keep a mission. You could say, maybe I'm not allowed to keep this weak donkey or this shvacha coat. They probably took it from somebody else. Says, yeah, but they're on the ice, to hold on to them. If somebody saves something from a the currents of a river, I mean a Gaius, or from soldiers, I mean a list them from bandits, if you know the owner's given up hope on it already, then you can keep it. However, uh, not however, also a, a group of bees that uh, people use for um, for uh, honey to get honey. So somebody's offering you these bees. I uh, maybe they were stolen and they took from somebody else's field. If uh, if sensibly you could say the owner's given up hope, then you're allowed to hold on to it. Amr Vikim Abrak Rikamaraka says, and Menasisha Kut Lamar Mikan Yotza Nikhil Zeh. A woman or a cutton is permitted to say where these bees came from. Okay. Now sometimes w- the testimony of a woman and a child is not accepted. Sometimes it is accepted. Here it is accepted and we'll explain later in the Gemara. Somebody walks in over his friend's field to save his nechil, to save his uh, family of bees. So my family of bees is flying around and it goes through your field. So now I'm starting walking through your field. You can walk through somebody else's field to get your bees back. 
But if you damage the field, you're gonna to have to pay for the damage. You're not allowed to cut off the branch um, uh, with uh, when you want to pay. What? A few more minutes. You okay? Ten. Yeah. Rabbi Shmuel, how many seconds is ten minutes? Six hundred seconds. Six hundred. Yeah. That even to get your stuff back, you're allowed to cut the branch and you'll pay for the damage to the tree. Another price thought is that if you take a donkey from somebody who collected taxes, you have to give it back to the original owner because he says just because the other guy gave up hope doesn't allow you to have an acquisition. And therefore, when you took it, it came to your possession. Somebody takes your donkey, the tax collector takes your donkey, he wants to give you a weaker donkey, you're not allowed to take it in its place. If you want to give it back, you should give it back. If, if you want to give it back, you should. Now it seems you're not responsible to. If you want to give, somebody gives you a weaker donkey, you're like, you know what, let me just give it back to the original owner. My time, huh? Yushkadi kani, really Yushkadi is kind of. So really it is yours, you're allowed to keep it. But the person says, listen, I know I'm allowed to keep this, but I know originally this was somebody else's, and I don't want to hold on to somebody else's, uh, something that used to be somebody else's, therefore the proper thing to do is to return it to the the first owner. Again, the tax collector gives it to you. You're allowed to hold on to it because we assume the other guy, the original owner, gave up hope. These bandits aren't Jewish. I will listen to Yisrael. The bandits are Jewish. We don't assume the owner gave up hope. So, because the owner thinks the Machan, I can't leave I'll take these guys to Bezdin. So, if a bandit gives it to you, or tax will give you something, even if they would have taken it improperly, the original owner will want to get it back. Master Rav Yezir raised a challenging question. The logic would say the opposite. Why? A bandits, where if they're busted in court, they're going to have to give it back. There's power to the courts, so the original owner won't give up hope. Yisrael keep on but by a yid, um, will say that uh, he's not going to give up hope. Okay. Why? Because, uh, I'm sorry, he, he will give up hope because a Jewish court, a Bezdin, can't really force their Psak Din. So that logic wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hold weight. So what's the reasoning over here? Aliyamar, Asafimar. Hamatzo menagayusum in alistim and Messiah bailim in. If somebody got something from soldiers or from bandits, if the owner had given up hope, you can keep it, stumma, but if you don't know if they gave up hope, you're not allowed as soon as he decides he's done, it's capable of becoming tummy. Vishal Abdan. What about skins from tannery? Ain Machsham Tanazam. Machshava itself is not going to make it capable of becoming tummy because there's still process that needs to be done. Shal Gazlan. What about a uh, leather from a robber? Ain Machsham Metamosam. Vishal Ganav. Machshava Metamosam. Machshava is Metame. Why? A Gazlan doesn't acquire it because the owner knows who it is. Um, but the, the thief, um, the, the owner of the who stole it. So 
either we're going to assume he gave a pope. He has no clue who has it, how he's going to give it back. And therefore the thief has acquired it. And Machshava on his part, he's like the new owner. And it should become capable of becoming Tameh. Rav Shimon says the opposite. If a robber takes the skins, then Machshava is See, if the robber took it, he says the opposite. Then the owner knows it was taken. He's like, all right, listen, I could have got it from him before. I'm not going to get it from him now. A thief maybe doesn't even know it's stolen. Doesn't know where it is. And therefore, how do you know necessarily that he gave up hope? Omar Ula, Ula says, The Machlaikas that we're discussing over here is where it's stam. We don't know whether or not the owner has given up hope. If you know that the owner already gave up hope, and now the bandit comes and gives it to you, he took your fancy coat, and now he gives you back a shracha coat, and you know for whatever circumstances are, that he, the original owner would have given up hope, then certainly you can keep it. Rabbah Marama says, No, there's a machlekes even when you know if the owner has given up hope. I'm really a the rabbah. I says to Rabba, what do you mean? You shouldn't be arguing on Ula. There's an explicit mission like him. What does the mission say? The only reason why you're not allowed to keep it is because you don't know the owner of Pope. Time the The whole conversation is because there's, you don't know about giving up Pope. If you know that the owner gave up Pope by the fact that it was stolen, of course it's considered the, the Ganavs. And if it's considered the Gandavs, his machshava should make the skins capable of accepting of, uh, of accepting tumah. Marley, he says back to Rabbis, back to Abayi, Anan lefisha ein yosh bailim mas Anan us lefisha ein yosh lebailim mastinali. We learned the Mishnah says because there has not been any sort of yosh from the owners. Now, if they, which means. It doesn't make a difference what the owners tell us. Either way, we're not going to consider it to be Yish. Even if the guy tells us he's Miyayish, he's not really Miyayish. People always hold on to a hope that they will get it back. Tonight we learned in the Mishnah, If they took the, the tax collectors, took away his donkey. Money, who is the author of our Mishnah? If we're going to say the author is the Rabbanon, okay, who's, that we just learned, who says... That they give up by a ganav, but not a gazlan. So then, there's a question about a gazlan. Why do we say by a gazlan he's given up hope? It's not true. Only by ganav he gives up. He gives up hope. E Rabbi Shimon kasha ganav. And if we're following the pin of Rabbi Shimon, who says that by a robbery he gives up hope, but not by a ganav, what are you going to do about the uh, about the ganav? This would all make sense. We wouldn't have a Shiloh over here if if uh, we agree with Ula who says. That when the owner tells us that he's given up hope, that he's acquired it, we do with the We'll say, okay, this mission is dealing with the owner knows about it, whether it's a robber, whether it's a thief, doesn't matter. The owner knows, so he's it's bimiyayish and mamela. You can keep it. El Rabba Dabar Bidua Machlek is not Machlek, but according to Rabba, who says that even when you know the owner says yish, it's still a Machlek. Because he doesn't completely mean that. How money? Who's going to be the town of our Mishnah? It's not the Rabban or the Rabban Shimon. It's not the Rabban or Rabban Shimon. It says, Where, What do we mean? We're done with Listim Mizuyim, with armed bandits, and it's following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. If they're armed bandits, then certainly you gave up hope. We're not fighting against the armory. And that's, that's uh, the case of Gazla. That's the case of Ganav. 
Says Gemara, I thought a Ganav is a thief. I thought it's a thief. Listim Mizuyim, armed bandits are robbers. But Listim Mizuyim, Rabbi Shimini, I'm sorry, Yochi Hainu Gazel, then you're a robber. Trey Gavni Gazel. There's two types of robbers. One robber is a coward, like us. He's armed, in this case. He's armed bandits, he's a coward. And the other type of, of uh, robber is somebody who comes out in the front with, uh, with force, comes out front with force. So, um, even in a case, bottom line is, even in a case of an armed uh, bandit, the, uh, we could assume the owner has given a pope by this type of ganov slash gazlan. Again, he's an armed bandit. Toshma, come and listen, a ganov, a gazlan, a onas. If you have a, a, a thief, a robber, and an onas. An onas, somebody who forces, um, uh, forces a sale. So I tell you to sell me something, you say no, and I just slap money on the table and I take your stuff anyway. Okay? Hekdesh on hekdesh, utrumas on truma. If they make something hekdesh, they've acquired it, they've, it's hekdesh. They're truma, they make it truma, truma, maser say and maser. And if they make a maser, it's maser, which means they have ownership. Money, who's the town of this brisa? Irabana kasha gazlan, irab shimon kasha ganov. Because in those two cases, according to Rabban and Shimon, the original owner has not yet given up hope. So how can the robber or thief make it hekdesh truma or maser? If again, if we hold like Ulo says that when you know you when you know he gave up hope, so we'll say that's the case here. We know the owner gave up hope, and that's why it's a valid hektish and meiser and shul. El Rabbi Damar biyadu and Amachlekes. One of the Rabbi says that when you know it's also Amachlekes. How many l'Rabban and l'Rab Shimon? Achanami blis mizuyim Rabbi Shimon. He knows. Says Gemara. We already told him with armed bandits, and armed bandits were calling him a robber. But the owner has given up hope. Again, Hiachi Hainu Gazlan, Trey Gavni Gazlan. There's two types of Gazlan. Vibai, same where you can say, Hamasnisa, Rebbe, the title of this Bible says, Rebbe, title learned to Rebbe, 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 Rebbe says, Ganov ki Gazlan. He says, A thief is like a robber. What does that mean? Vikaimalan ki Gazlan, the Rebbe Shimon. At the top of Ambeza, we learned there's like a Gazlan, a thief is like a robber, according to the opinion of Rebbe Shimon. What does it mean a thief is like a Gazlan, not in their style of theft? But in the consequences of their halachic status, that if they decide the machshava, let's say that they steal something, they steal skins, and now they work on it, and it's done, that in their machshava they say, listen, this is considered skin, this is tanned, it's completed leather, it's now capable of it, uh, of it becoming tummy. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement, Rabbi Yomar, Rabbi says, Imrani, Ganav Gazlan, I say a thief's like a robber. Iboilu, they said, what does that mean? Ganav Gazlan, Kamalayv, like Kani, what do you mean a thief's like a robber? That a, that a, a thief doesn't acquire something because there's no Yish? Aidoma, Kigazlan, Rabbi Shimon, Kamal, or does he mean that a thief's like a robber and he does acquire it because there is Yish like Rabbi Shimon? Tashma, come and listen, not no Muxin Chamayre, Bechulu, go back to that case of our Mishnah, if a tag collector takes the donkey, the Allah is, and, and gives you another one in this place. Allah is, you're allowed to hold on to that donkey because there's Yish. Money, who's not of that Mishnah? Irabbanan Kashagazan. If it's the Rabbanan Kashagazan, Irabishim and Kashaganov. So who's going to be the Tana? Now says the Gemara. If you're going to say Bishlama Rabbi Kigazlam, Rabbi Shimon to Amar Vikani, if you're going to say the Rabbi means Aganov is like a Gazlam, according to Rabbi Shimon, which means he does acquire it. He does acquire it. There's Yish. Hamani, who's not of our Mishnah, it's going to be Rabbi. That's why it's a kinyan. If you're going to say he means that a ganav is like a gazlan, according to the chachamim, and there's no real acquisition, we don't have any author of the Mishnah. 
So it's got to be the original statement of Rebbe, the original way that we understood that a thief is like a robber, the fear of Shimon. And now this his statement makes sense. Says the Gemara, no. No. Rebbe doesn't necessarily hold that there's Yish. Rebbe could hold there's not necessarily Yish. What would be the case? The case would be listed Mizuyim. Same answer we gave twice already. Same question we asked twice already. That's a case of, if it's an armed bandit, that's the case of a Gazlan. Why would we say Gazlan and listed Mizuyim? Same thing. There's two types of Gazlan and two types of robbers. Again, one that's a coward and one that is not. Toshma, come and listen. We're still trying to answer our question. Money. Who's the Tan who says that whatever they do is effective? If what Rebbe meant is then a guy was like a Gazlan according to Rebbe Shimon and we, we say that he gave up hope. That's why he, the, the Ganavar Gazlan or the Oynes he stole the property, he forced it, he acquired it, but the Maisi, he made it hectic, it's hectic. So he acquired it, and this makes sense. But if you're going to say that a Ganav is like a Gazlan, according to the Rabbanon, which means there's no Yish, Hamani, who's going to be of the opinion who says that you can, um, who's going to be of the opinion that you say that their they're, uh, Maiser is a Maiser and their Chuma is a Chuma, the hectic, it's hectic. says, Gemara, Belistim Vizuyim, Rabbi Shimon, Yehochi, Anu Gazlan, again, Trey, Gavne, Gazlan, we'll say there's two types of Gazlan. Amalei Ravashi, Lerabba. Ravashi, Lerabba, Toshma, come listen, Damasi, Lerab, Shimon, Bray. For, because Rebbe taught Rib Shimon his son, Light Dabar, Sheesh, Bayachrayas, Mamish. Our Mishnah, earlier on, which says that if the Ganav dies, and now his children inherit it, they're allowed to hold on to it, but they should go return it, right? To, for, uh, yeah, they're, they're allowed to hold on to it, um, unless they're, they're putter. Unless it's nechasim sheish by achrayis, unless it's property with a lien, you should know loy davar sheish by achrayis. Ma'amish alafilu part of a charishba. It's even if it's a cow that uh, that they're plowing with chamar u machamar achrav chayov and haksiv nekvaravim, they need to return out of respect for their father. Yeah, you shouldn't be holding on to something your father stole in your in your property. Time of break of ravim. Long as I need to return is that respect for your old man, not your old man, your dead old man. But if not for that, they would have been allowed to keep it. You see that they acquired it. It's got to be that Rebbe, when Rebbe says, a Ganav is like a Gazlan, he means, according to Rebbe Shimon, that there is Yosh, there is despair. We actually have a beautiful proof from here. Okay, we're only a little less than halfway down. I do need to hold it here to get into Abbasubanim. So we'll hold it here for this evening. Tomorrow, we're going to pick up with Daf at 9.15 a.m. We usually start at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays. Tomorrow, we have an additional shear at 10 o'clock. So we'll, Daf Yemi Bezem will be tomorrow morning at 9.15. We have a lot of ground to cover. Hopefully, we'll start, uh, we'll start sharp and... Uh, uh, Beautiful daf, a few maiseluch uh, also uh, also coming up. We do have a little bit of catch up, but Bezajem will be okay. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. A good tavach, have a wonderful week.